Hello there folks, Squidge here. I'm about to interview the world's first AI wrestler, Killer Kubernetes. Hello Squidge, and hello folks at home. I'm currently calling in from my data center and training facility. This is an honor, Killer Kubernetes, as I believe I'm the first one to interview an AI wrestler. Believe me, Squidge, the honor is all mine as I'm the first AI wrestler to be interviewed by an anthropomorphized wolf with multicolored hair, dressed in an RPD uniform tuxedo. So after your successful victory over Zaka the Hacker in the Red Ring of Deathmatch, you are now the number one contender and will be taking on the Paladin of Light, an affiliated GZ, at this week's WrestleFest for the Coding Blocks Heavyweight Championship. That's right, Squidge. <laughs> I mean, how can an AI take on a human in wrestling? <laughs> anyway, what did you want to say to unaffiliated Jay-Z ahead of the match? Well, whatever he's going to say won't be that much, will it? Let me say this. I'm going to place you into a container, horizontally scale you through a thousand pods, and put you through the greatest finisher of all time, the Data Dominator. Data Dominator? <laughs> Are you kidding? You may as well call her the garbage collector. Data Dominator is sufficient. If you could please let Killer Kubernetes finish, we need to know about the rest of... Or the .NET Destroyer. Or really just <laughs> push the butt out and call it the Revenge of the Fast Player. <laughs> I will teach you. Back to you, Jeff. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the waffling tailors podcast we're recording this in the end of 2020 but it's going out in 2021 because the great time cast pod machine wibbly wobbliness mm. that's what we call it but there you go um i am one of the hosts i am jay but with me as always is squidgy how are you squidgy i got it wrong again yeah. one of these days i'll get it right hello squidgy hello squidgy <laughs> hello squidgy hello squidgy how are you squidgy I'm not too bad. I'm all right. Uh, good, 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 good. But um, it's not just me and Squidgy this time, folks. We are joined by Mike Herman. Uh, it, would you prefer Mike or Michael? Because I, I, I jumped on Mike last time. And I'm Mike like, works. Oh, my Mike goodness. works. Okay. So we're joined, we're joined by Mike Herman, who is one of the folks who is behind Retromania Wrestling, which is coming out real soon. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I do remember just before we we interviewed you last time, I was like, do you know what? They've got a pre-order up. I've got a pre-order it now. So I'm I'm happily waiting. You see, I'm one of these folks who's like, "Eh, it'll be done when it's done and I'll enjoy it then. I'm not going to sit and complain, you know? And so I've been happily waiting for it to come out on my Switch so that I can play it on that or on Steam or PlayStation or whatever. I'll figure out what what my pre-order was for later. But um, I mean, hopefully not PS4 or Xbox because I don't have one of those. So <laughs> <Not in> mine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't need them. Squidge the PS5 and the Xbone, Xbox Series X, Series S, Series stupid names. I know, right? Yeah, I ain't got them though. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but yes, how are you, Mike? Good, good. Thanks for having me back on, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, when so, was that? When was that first interview? 
Oh my goodness. This was uh, April 2020. It came out. Um, and that was episode number 75. Now, obviously, we're recording this December 12th, 2020, the great pod machine time cast wobbly wobbliness. Um, but we're hoping to get this one out um, just before the go live date, and it'll be episode 105. All so. Right good old 20 or 20 episodes 30 episodes between then and now it's 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 been a wild ride a wild yeah, ride no doubt. <laughs> oh my goodness no doubt. but yes how have you been mike it's been a while very good keeping busy a lot of progress made um we've i guess we've done a lot especially since we last recorded so um if that came out in april i'm assuming we did it earlier than that Oh yeah, I think it was March, February time. Yeah, so a lot's <laughs> had. We had just probably just released pre-orders, and probably the whole pandemic had just started, or was might not even have started yet. Um, mm. But uh, now it's been well, keeping uh, keeping going. February twenty-sixth is going to be here before you know it. That's our new release date, um, and we're just excited to finally get the game out. It's going to be great. I'm top for it, me. Can't wait. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally hyped up for it. I keep watching the um, I've seen the dev vlogs that you've been the dev vlogs, sorry, you've been doing, and all of the video footage that's been released. Ooh, it's a tease. It's a I tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we keep. I keep. Uh, I've been doing them every week. We were doing twice a week, and then it was just a lot to do on top of everything else. And I think uh, we were kind of overlapping our content a little bit. I think once a week for uh, for a devlog was appropriate um and then you know i think it's been really received really well um so you know you always get a couple couple naysayers but for the most part you know our community has been completely awesome yep yep i totally get that and like i say as a developer myself you know if you're if you're producing content on more than a weekly basis I don't know how fast your team are putting it together, but if I'm tasked with putting something together and I'm having to show it off more than once a week, I'm like, well, I mean, I've got literally nothing to show you because I can't show you what I'm working on because it's not finished yet. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So, it's But all- now, yeah, I mean, we now we're in a good groove where we're, we just, we kind of saved up a little bit um, of stuff. So, you know, today, you know, our, you know, I know this is coming out later, but when, by the time this, uh, hits later today, we're announcing that, uh, there's going to be a special guest appearance in one of our arenas by Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, uh, awesome. Oh, sweet. So, uh, uh, they're, they're, uh, the Jay and Silent, uh, Bob Mall Brawl was a game that came out last year. Um, and so we are going, they're going to be, uh, we're basically, they have a booth in our game. So we think it's pretty cool that's awesome well you heard it here last folks <laughs> <laughs> right we heard it here relatively first but you heard it here last mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh my goodness that's that's amazing um that's that's really cool yeah that, w- that arena has really um come together uh too many games is a convention that's like five miles from my house sorry for the american uh system of measurement there <laughs> i know we're behind on that but um I don't know what that translates to, but uh, it's very close to my house. And um, so uh, it was just something I thought, you know, it would be cool. And they actually had wrestling there uh, the back uh, the last time I was there. So um, I just thought it would be a pretty cool arena. And now it's just turned into I've decided to ask all my favorite, you know, YouTubers that I've watched over the last several years. Hey, can I put you in as a cameo? And then we signed a deal with Limited Run Games since the last time we talked. Uh, so we put them in there. Um, a couple people I met at PAX East that I became friends with 
uh, I put in there. So um, it just turned out to a pretty cool arena. And then Limited Run Games works with the guys who make um, Jay and Silent Bob. So Justin over there at, uh, I think I'm saying it right, Interabang is the name of the studio um, that, that did the game. Uh, he's, he's a great guy, uh, who's, who's really helped me out and just answering some simple questions. I had a couple good conversations with him, but I was like, and I asked him, you know what, you know, it'd be cool if, uh, Jane Silent Bob could make an appearance. Cause they actually showed up on AEW's, uh, one of their first shows. Um, and I thought, well, maybe I could get them. So, uh, uh, Doug from limited run introduced us and he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it as an advertisement for our game. You know, we'll help each other out. So it worked out really well. What's really cool about that is, um, uh, so limited run games, right? We've actually interviewed someone who works for them, I think in their biz dev department, um, Al- Alexander O'Neill or Alex O'Neill, because okay. he's, he's writing a book or he's written a book. I think it's doing, it's like a last bit, uh, last sort of, uh, uh, editing process. He's written a book on the history, uh, an unofficial history of Resident Evil. Um, oh, very so cool. like, there's this cool, like link there. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. They've been great to, uh, to work with. Like I said, you know, I think I told you on the last time, my, my, all of my history is in accounting and finance software, not game development. So mm-hmm. I've learned kind of, I've had a lot of on the job training and like the guys at limited run have been great, um, to work with. Uh, they, they've, I had a call with them just going through like ESRB rating, which is what I'm, we're finishing up now. And it's just, it's, it was a foreign concept to me and it's, it's very tedious. The, the stuff you have to send to them and call out and like, we're making a 2d art game and we have a, we have a 2d art woman in our game that jiggles a little too much. And they're like, well, you better point that out to the ESRB. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, but yeah, that's. But it's That's like, weird. you know, it's like, I don't even think of it that when you look at it, you don't think of anything like what is, you know, it's a couple pixels, but like, now nah, you got to point that out to them or they'll get <laughs> at you. So I'm like, all right. Um, but you know what? They're, they're, they got a job to do. Um, and they, and it's good that they do it thoroughly. So, yes. Um, and they're kind of the first uh, defense against any kind of lawsuits of anything else like that. So um, I think they're doing a good job from that standpoint. I mean, but it was kind of it was it was a, it was a crash course for me on what we had to take video of and specifically call out uh, to get that process done. That makes sense. Uh, like you say, they're also the first defense for consumers, right? If right, you're not exactly. sure what you want to buy for your kid, right? Hundred percent. It, it's mutually beneficial, right? Absolutely. It's mutually beneficial. You don't want the bad PR of well, we bought this game and. There's too much jiggling, and now my son. I don't know. You and there know isn't I mean? a lot. Trust me, there's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much listener. jiggling. I love that. <laughs> oh, dear listener, you missed that then. Scritch did a whole face palm. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't see a problem um, with too much jiggling, but fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about Jello, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, um, so, uh, what I thought we could do just real quick, cause we like to do this anyway, um, is I was wondering if you, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Mike t- telling us, cause we'll go around the room and do it. We usually do this thing, uh, recent games. So I was just wondering what's everyone been playing recently? You, you want to start with me or? I, I, yeah. You are okay. on it. Uh, if you don't mind. So my list is 
is going to be like we're talking or having a video in like the 80s or 90s, possibly. That's totally fine with me. <laughs> um, well, actually, no. With the one game, you know, I've been, I've played um, I've been big on the Switch lately. Um, I've been, I've played some Luigi's Mansion with one of my my uh, sons, which has been fun. Um, I've been really playing a lot of Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy to pick up and play a couple games and then go back to whatever I was doing. Uh, the, because the problem I have now as an adult, the biggest problem I have with playing games is just not enough time to sit down and play something. And if I go back to like an RPG or something a week or two later, it's like, where was I? What was I doing? Where when I was younger and didn't have as many responsibilities, I'll just play all weekend and finish the game. You know, I'll just play. And I would love, I'm hoping at some point I'll be able to do that again. Um, but so Tetris 99, I've been playing. Um, and I actually just started Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, Breath of Fire, um, the RPG on the Nintendo uh, Super NES shop. Because I never had a S, uh, SNES or SNES, as you guys say it over there, growing up. Um, so there's a ton of games that I just never touched. So that was one um, that I, that struck out. Like I, I always like those kinds of RPGs. So I'm like, well, let me give this one a try. So I started playing that last weekend, actually, and I played it a little bit during the week. So um, nothing to that. The most recent thing is probably Luigi's Mansion, though. Um, other stuff. And, well, Tetris isn't that old. And I did get my first, I finished number one in Tetris uh, online mode. So that, it took That's me about great. a month. But I was I was really happy about that. So awesome. you take the little things, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I've always I've always wondered why um, these you know the big sweeping not just JRPGs but sort of Western slash classic RPGs where they don't like hey you've loaded your save game it's been a week why don't we do a previously on you know what I mean they just kind of recap some of right. the bits that that feels like it's a missing feature that every game should have that, that's right? a very good idea uh, yeah right why not? I mean maybe you could maybe you could throw it into retro retromania for the yeah, story previously mode, right? on retromania wrestling <laughs> maybe, I, yeah. I just have a notepad and a pen and I scribble down what I was doing right exactly too, right. too many years playing Final Fantasy 7 and going uh. so <laughs> I, I just have a notepad and a pen constantly well that's fair enough I, I do like the um the what is it the Nintendo eShop playing the classics thing yep. I've got it on my switch but I can't remember what it's called where you can play like, the one. NES that's the one the NES and the SNES games it's it's wonderful because like you say it's like oh I totally missed this game years ago let's try it out and you know if you're paying for that subscription it's completely free or brother you're paying for the subscription but you know it's <laughs> right. completely free so you can just try it out and they're all on there as long as you've got the app it's right. no download times or anything it's brilliant yeah so how about you guys yeah what have you been what have you been playing squidge um i finished um legend of zelda age of calamity that was um i wasn't expecting a button bash hack and slash game to hit me in the feels as much as it did. Mm-hmm. So I was I was well impressed slash heavily annoyed at the fact that it hit me in the feels. And um past couple of days I've just started getting into Cyberpunk. Uh, yes. And I've had a couple of problems with because I'm playing on PC, a couple of problems with glitches and things constantly being on the screen, which is annoying me. But I've with the first character I played as, I got like past the prologue, which was a good 10 hours in, and then I went back to explore some of the stuff I didn't with the second character, and I've turned them into a vigilante. 
So one of the things you can do is there are random crimes that happen all over the city and you get told about them on the on, on the overmap and you run in, you either eliminate some people, knock them out, grab the thing and then run away and you get paid for it. So what I've done is I've got this giant baseball bat. <laughs> I hide around the corner. I, I hype myself up, run in, twock them, recover the thing and then run. <laughs> so I am, I am, uh, I'm, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a vigilante. <laughs> That's cool. I, I just like as I'm running in, going right. I'm off, and I'm going. See? Just that wonderful twalk sound. It's brilliant. From what I've been told, Cyberpunk is definitely one of those games that definitely requires a previously on. Because if you're saying the prologue took ten hours to finish, and that's not even like the story. That's just like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff you need to know before we tell you the story. Mm. And that's, that's just that's mad. you get to choose one of three characters because in, in the original because I've I've got the I've got a reprint of one of the original cyberpunk um, tabletop books mm. for the, the pen and paper thing and there's like nine different characters you can choose as and it gives you different mm. stats in the in the new version you get three which is nomad street kid and uh, corporate and it's a little bit of backstory because I've I've tried two of them. You get a little bit of backstory, and then when you get into the city proper, you start the the campaign. So it's not like three separate campaigns; it's just three separate backstories. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, confusing, terrifying, and fun. <laughs> is that is that multiplayer or is it single player? I think it's single player. I haven't seen anything for multiplayer. Um, I don't think it is. But it it it's um it is a lot of fun. I again I only discovered the potential possibility for vigilantism this morning. Um, so so being uh, the Jaff Cake Defender, as I like to call myself, just <laughs> running, twock twock, run off. You know, make a bigger, better bat running, twock him again. You know, so uh, <laughs> fair enough. Like in that, um, and, and uh, using my powers to shock people from around the corner, so they can't see anything. They're running, twock them over the head, because you can you can go into like a um, uh, a viewing mode where you can see like electrical stuff around and create distractions and turn stuff off, so it makes it easier for sneaking. One of the things that I've got is I can either reset anyone's optical nerve, which means they can't see for like ten seconds, or I can just shock them in the head. So the down of the rim pain that run up and then obviously knock them out. But uh, it is it is a lot of fun just randomly making searchlights go off, having cans from vending machines fly across the room, or have a, a a radio just turning on randomly so they get distracted. So I run up. You can like take them down. You can grab them from behind and do a takedown. But I much prefer running up with my, with my bat and just. You know, give him a good twock over the head. It's, uh, I'm getting a bit of a reputation in that game. Just go whack. Right, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, for me, it's not been anything nearly as exciting. I've been playing this wonderful game on my Switch. I say wonderful. I'm about to describe it. And you're like, oh, my goodness. But it's um, it's called Road Redemption, which is like, imagine they made a Road Rash game in 3D that wasn't Road Rash 3D. And it's loads of fun. Like you, you, you've obviously just got to drive, you know, drive real fast from here to there, but there's, you know, 10 to 12 other CPU 
um, motorbikes or, or in some stages cars on the track and you've just got to race but you can then obviously beat them up whilst you're racing so you start with like a wrench and you're going to bash the guy in the head whilst you're driving and then you can steal his knife or you can steal the explosives that he has and then you can like ride past them just plonk some c4 on them and just drive off and they explode it's it's ridiculously stupid it's it's so much fun and then i've got i got up to a stage yesterday called um the like chemical mystic zone or something like that where you're driving along and cars are just falling from the sky and it's like <laughs> logs falling from the sky so you you've got to win the race but also avoid getting killed by the other people on the bikes and avoid these things that are falling from the sky. It's hilarious. And um, as of yesterday, I've unlocked Santa Claus, <laughs> <laughs> who in the system is listed as a pacifist. So you've got to, you, you can't fight anyone. You've just got to race really fast. It's, it's ridiculous. It's I was, absolute- I, was, I was expecting two separate either bats or wrenches, one called naughty and one called nice. You know, I'm using <laughs> them as weapons, but if you can't whack anyone, then fair enough. Oh, Road Rash was a great series. I oh, yeah. I think last Christmas uh, I got a uh, the Sega or the Mega Drive Mini, um, and I, I Road Rash was Road Rash Two was one of the games I played a ton on there uh, yeah. last year. That was always a favorite series of mine. Oh, definitely. Uh, I'd recommend it then, uh, Mike. If you if you really liked Road Rash, it's that kind of the controls are a bit difficult to get your head around and then it doesn't tell you anywhere on the system that you can push one of the buttons and grab the other driver by the back of the head and smash their head against the handlebars whilst you're driving next to them it's hilarious wholesome family fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's that it's the the over the top style of violence right it's obviously over the top to make it stupid and fun right but it is so much fun. I'd recommend <laughs> it. If you, if you like the original Road Rush, I'd recommend it. So we said last time, right? I'm going to reuse a little bit that we talked about last time because we're going to talk about Retro, retro Mania Wrestling, right? He loves his descriptions. Um, I love these, right? I spend I spend seconds writing them, and they sound like it, right? <laughs> so if you'll indulge me, um, just like we said last time, pro wrestling is one of the biggest pieces of 20th century American culture. It started in the circuses and the traveling carnivals of the 18th century and has that background in the sort of Greco-Roman wrestling. Um, and Mike has returned to the show to talk about his, you know, the, the, the new game Retromania Wrestling and what you can expect from it and what might have caused. There's been, there's been a little bit of a delay, but that's not a problem. I don't mind. It'll be done when it's done, right? Um, and for those who don't know, I'm sure that Mike can do a much better description of it. Um, it's, it's an arcade brawler that is, you said last time it was the official sequel to yep. WrestleFest. Um, hopefully it still is official. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> brilliant. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, um, Mike, can you do a better job of describing? I'm sure you can. Could you give us a better <laughs> ah, description? That wasn't bad though. That wasn't bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh retro mania wrestling's official sequel to WrestleFest. My favorite, probably my favorite game of all time. Um, part of that's probably nostalgia based the age I was when I played it, the experiences I had around, uh, going to arcades and, but it really stuck out, and they really never did it justice, and it never came to home consoles. Uh, there was, I think, Ocean Interactive put out a one for Superstars. 
that was, looked okay but played terrible. Um, but not, not, WrestleFest never kind of saw the light of day. And then they came out with an iPad version of it that it wasn't the same art style back in 2012. And I just I couldn't get into it. So finally, I was sick of waiting, and I'm like, I'm going to do it myself. So we started <laughs> out as a spiritual successor, uh, and then we talked to Arc System Works, who owns the rights to the old Technos of Japan Library of Games. So not only uh, WrestleFest, but Superstars, and then the Double Dragon series, River City Ransom, a um, bunch of other games. So we, we approached those guys saying, look, we're, we're doing this game. We really want to pay tribute to the original WrestleFest and that whole series of wrestling games. Uh, like I said, Superstars, before that, there was Matt Mania or uh, Matt Mania Challenge, the big pro wrestling or tag team wrestling. So there was a bunch of kind of the arcade games that paved the way for wrestling games. And we really kind of want to pay tribute to them. And from a marketing standpoint, we want to be able to call ourselves the official sequel. So um, we, we wrote that into the, the contract. But it's really just... We really respect and appreciate what those developers at Technos of Japan did for the wrestling genre. And we really want to kind of take that. If they would have released a game a couple of years after WrestleFest, this would have been a little more than that now since we've had 30 years since that game came out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we've done a little bit more than that. But um, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, you know, we wanted to go back to um, the kind of the e quickly to get in and play you know, we don't have a 10 hour prologue <laughs> <laughs> in Retromania by I'd design. I'd be impressed if it did. Yeah. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> um, so we do have a story mode though, and it takes you through just the controls really quickly. You don't really even need that, uh, but it kind of fits in with our storyline. Um, so uh, we have, we have a lot more uh, game modes than the original had. Um, you know, singles, which they didn't even have. We have tag team, obviously. We have six-man tag, eight-man tag, three-way match, a four-way match, um, cage, two types of cages. We have a 10 pounds of gold mode with starring Nick Aldis from the NWA. Um, and then we have our retro rumble, which is our traditional, um, you know, Royal Rumble-styled match. Um, and then story mode, like I said. And then versus, you can do all that. So you have a versus mode where you can do anything you want. So it's really feature-packed. We have over 15 arenas in the game, uh, 16 wrestlers at launch. We've already announced our 17th, which is uh, Chris Bay, who's now on Impact Wrestling. Um, we'll make will be uh, one of the first DLC for free. Uh, he's coming out. It's going to be a free download for everybody who buys the game. And then we have a lot of plans that hopefully we can get to, uh, assuming the game sells well. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will too. Um I remember you talking through some of the uh, the modes and the uh, some of the roster right. the last time we talked, um, and I was I was really impressed then by the the, the modes and the, the the fact that I think at the time there was maybe twelve or thirteen in the roster, and now it's you're saying seventeen. Yep. My goodness, so that's just like like you said, you know, we were saying off air, you know, the, the cost of licensing these these uh i want to say characters but i'm not sure of the legality of whether it's characters or people or whatever but yeah these wrestlers right? right but the cost of that must be yeah it's not i mean it's not cheap you know it's like we're we're selling a product based on their name that they've worked really hard mm -hmm. to establish so uh and they rightfully so want to get paid for it right so you'd and i i'd say even with that said a lot of them are just fans 
of and, and their ego they want to be in a wrestling game but at the same point especially wrestling it's not like me i'm just typing at a keyboard all day mm-hmm. you know what i mean they those guys have put their bodies on the line for our mm-hmm. entertainment and it is brutal the stuff that they've been through um the you know the the, uh, the surgeries for those that have had them just the accidents that happen and even if it's not accident it's still just getting body slammed gonna hurt yeah. you know and i'm sure i'm a big wuss if i went into that ring <laughs> and got even just a simple body slam i'm sure my back would be hurting you know absolutely absolutely you know the the how do i put it without going into the oh it's all pretend it's like it doesn't matter right. right the way that i've always seen it is it's a live stunt show and when someone throws you on the floor there's no way to fake that you're going on the floor right. you know you if if someone's gonna hit you with a chair they're hitting you with a chair regardless of whether you're putting your hands up or bending over to try and get your shoulder in the way right. it's gonna hit you and that sound it makes is not piped in that's the sound of it hitting you right <laughs> you know yeah so you know i Oh, it, it does make sense. You want to do right by the wrestlers who've spent mm. years, decades of their life honing their craft and, and their yeah, yeah. particular persona and their character. You want to do right by them. It, it makes complete sense. You know that they do want to get paid, and you want to yep. represent them correctly. Yep. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, then, so uh, you, you said there, there's more, there's more uh, wrestlers to choose from. So how has that roster changed? Has it been just additions? Like, yeah, we so we it- added. Uh, I guess we were 13. The last two we added. I'm not sure who would, who came in towards the end. The last two that we added were uh, Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder from the WWE, and Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins from the WWE. Wow. So the WWE released them, and they really fit well with what we're doing. Uh, both both uh, Brian and Matt are big into collecting re- retro wrestling figures. So I'll give them a little promo- promotion here, but the, they have a wrestling figure podcast that's basically all around them and spending exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money paying for these wrestling figures that they have. Uh, they're known as the Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen of wrestling figure collecting. <laughs> they call themselves. So, uh, but but just their whole their 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 uh, social media audience. We wanted to tap into as well, and they're you know they they come highly recommended. Someone who works with us, Mike Archer, who helps me with all the licensing, knew them while he used to work at WWE. Knew both of them. Really good people. Like they're two good guys. So it just seemed like a good fit, and then their their whole thing with retro wrestling, and we actually have a ring now in the game that resembles like an old toy wrestling ring. Oh, nice! Uh, and they really like that. So I, you know, that's kind of you know had them sold on it. So they just seem to be a really good fit. Um, I like their different look than other guys that we have, and that's you know some people I'll tell you will knock our roster a little bit. Obviously, we don't have like Hogan or Sting, or these huge, huge names of rock or Stone Cold. But we have a a real eclectic roster, and the look of the guys, um, just going through a select screen, you know, they're different. They all look a little bit different. They all have different move sets. You know, there are some moves that overlap for sure, but they all have some unique moves. And uh, it's just a a really good, fun roster, and you'll, you'll find somebody you like to play, I guarantee it. Someone for everyone. Yeah, someone for everyone. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, 
yeah, okay. So how, how do I say this? Without, I'm having to say that a lot today, not just in the <laughs> recording, but like whilst the folks in the roster may not be mainliner, main, mainliners, main, uh, like headliners right now, they have that potential to be because they are just as good, right? right? They are as amazing, as eye-catching, as entertaining, you know? So that makes total sense. And it's not like it's not like you're picking people at the end of their careers either, you know? Yeah, we have uh, a whole span. We, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we when, do have when, the Road Warriors, so there's nothing to sneeze at. You know, we have probably exactly. the most recognizable tag team in the history of exactly. wrestling. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we have them. We have Johnny Retro, who is a certain figure that is currently in a certain promotion now, um, <laughs> starring in our story, story mode. Um, you know, so Tommy Dreamer speaks for himself. You know, he has a mm-hmm. long history uh, of doing very well in the business. So we have some, we have some big names as well, um, and we, we hope to we hope to add to that in the future. Sure, because like that was that was going to be something that I was going to touch on more of a uh, less. I don't know whether it's even easy for you to answer this. Um, the, there were a couple of people that when we last talked. They were indie, and now they're signed to different people. You said there, you know, there's a couple of folks that that were signed with the big red machine. Right. I don't know whether the big red machine is the right right big term, machine. but they were they were signed with you know at Stanford, right. <laughs> and now they're not right. And then there was there's uh, like I remember uh, Colt Cabana was one of the folks that was indie at the time, and now is signed to AEW. Right. right? And I'm like, does that affect anything, or is no, the contract had, rock uh, sealed? <laughs> yeah, so we had we had the contract well before they signed any other contract. So it's kind of first come, first serve, kind of, so to speak. They agreed to give us their likeness um, and allow us to use it. Same thing with uh, Johnny Retro, John Hennigan. Mm. Um, you know, we, before he went back to WWE, we already agreed, you know, and we're using our own version of his name. Wherever he goes, he's Johnny Impact, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo. So he's Johnny Retro in our game. So, Mm, um, you know, so from a legal standpoint, we're fine. You always worry about that a little bit, but um, no, we've we've made sure to cover our bases on that on that as well. And then we have like uh, Chris Bay, who we signed him when he was in Indy. He then went to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Warhorse is still indie, but he appeared on AEW wrestling. So at one point in AEW, we had a segment where we had two wrestlers represented on AEW Wednesday night in Matt Cardona, who is now with AEW, um, and Warhorse, who was wrestling Cody Rhodes. So, um, you know, one might say that Retromania is your way into a big wrestling promotion. I, I mean, don't know. Clearly, clearly I might say is. that. <laughs> it clearly is. Yeah. Right? The, clearly the only way right, that right. Warhorse got his shot at the TV title against Cody Rosen. Clearly, uh, yeah, and clearly the only way that Colt Cabana got into AEW was through Retromania <laughs> Wrestling, right? Yeah, it had nothing <laughs> to do with his 20-plus year career. <laughs> no, no. Can't stop. <laughs> oh, Put them on the map. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm totally looking forward to it. And this, this, is eclectic the right word? This eclectic selection of different wrestlers to play as, and and I've seen some of the caricatures, like the art that's that's been done. 
they're all amazing, yeah. right? They're they're all sort of exemplifying these. They, they they're still making them seem big and over the top and that sort of uh, larger than life personas. Right. But they've all got their own little tweaks that are like, oh yeah, this person looks like this, or uh, you know, Matt Aldis, he's got the big hair and the the open the open chest jacket, right. and he's like, look at me, I'm the because like he presumably he's the champion, right? Yep. So he's like, yeah, look at me, you know, it's real it's world champion. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick is awesome. Um, you know, he, and then, you know, the NWA hit a little bit of a rough patch They're, they have a new show on now. Um, so we're hoping they, they get back to what they were doing before the whole pandemic, uh, happened as well. But, you know, it's just great having, uh, history like the NWA involved in the game as well. The the ten pounds of gold mode is really cool right now. That's a, the only title we have in the game at launch, but we're we're looking to add additional titles uh, to the game as well. But you can defend it throughout every mode of the game, except Retro Rumble. I don't think we put the title on the line in the Retro Rumble. But um, in versus mode, whoever's the champ, the championship's going to stay with you. It's, it's going to move, and then uh, through updates, we're definitely going to add additional belts. We have a we have another kind of thing. I'll tease a little bit here. But we have we have another mode we want to add post launch. There'll be a free update. Uh, it's a, it has to do with the license uh, that we think will be a cool tie-in, um, and then we'll introduce uh, a new new set of championships with as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think you know. There, and then right now we're working on we're working on little Easter eggs too to add to the game. So for wrestling fans, we'll definitely appreciate these things when they unlock them or, or figure them out where they are and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. see, that's what I like. I like, I like, I like that there's more to it than just, Hey, for the, for the, for the people who just want to sit and play the game. Awesome. Right. But Hey, if you're a, a marker, a smart marker, I can be using the terms, you know, if you have that history of being a big fan, Hey, look at this, right. look at this over here. Right. Right. It's, that's that's awesome um yeah i like that and like you said you know the the sort of free updates post release that's that's also a really cool thing as well i like that yeah just to be clear we will charge for some stuff if we have like licensing costs for big name characters and stuff like that but we definitely aren't going to do all paid dlc there's definitely stuff i just want to put into the game personally um that i think isn't a huge cost and it's something i'm willing to invest in and I think it'll just add – I have two specific things I want to add that will really, I think, will add – I think we have a really strong replay value already just with versus mode and be able to do these matches. But two additional modes I want to add in to just add even more to that replay value. Because I found, like, in just testing the game, it is just fun to go through the 10 pounds of gold mode and try to win the championship and defend it. And that's why I think WrestleFest, the original, really drew me to it going through – just I always like going through the tag team – and beating the road wars and becoming championships. It was like five matches and you could play it in a, you know, one sitting you could get through the game. And even on, in the arcade, it cost a lot of money because the arcade game was rigged. But, <laughs> um, but even now you want There's certain games, you know, I don't want to necessarily spend a marathon 10 hour prologue session. I'll keep re- going back to cyberpunk. <laughs> Although there are games that are really good like that. And hopefully cyberpunk's one of them, but I played a ton of, uh, Skyrim was is my mm-hmm. game of that I still play today, um, and I haven't played it much lately. But you know I've played it within the last year, and I'll get lost in that for hours. And I'm like, oh my god, it's 3 a.m. I got to go to bed. You know, I know that feeling. Yeah, I get that so, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So there's definitely games like that out there, but this one is not one of those games. This is, uh, hey, there's a couple people over. Let's play Retromania a couple matches. It's fun. We'll, we'll yell, we'll hoot and holler. And it, you can pick up and play real easy. Um, and just it, It's a fun game to just pick up, play a couple matches, and then maybe play something else or do something else. But keep going back to over and over. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I loved about WrestleFest, and that's why I still play it uh, on emulators you know, to this day 30 years later. Sort of a easy to learn the hell with mastering. Come on, let's have another match. Right. You know, it's exactly. not easy to learn how to master. It's just get on there. I'm going to kick yeah. your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just playing. It's fun. You know, just seeing them execute the moves is fun. And that's one of the things, like in the original WrestleFest, I always got a kick, or I should say a pop, right? If we're talking wrestling. <laughs> I always got a pop out of seeing Jake the Snake do the DDT in, in WrestleFest. So you'll notice in Retromania, we gave that move to a couple of different people. And it looks very similar to the original. So we have the finger going. Now, unfortunately, we couldn't get Jake, at least not yet. But, um, you know, we, we you'll, and you'll see moves that the animations look similar. And that's by design where we wanted to kind of throw a nod to the original game. So you'll see. Uh, here's one. I don't think we showed a video of this yet. But like you said, whoever's listening to this is going to be the last to know anyway. Because it's not coming <laughs> out for a while. But... Um, uh, there was a, a move in the game that I, I think uh, Sergeant Slaw- or Boss Man had it, maybe Earthquake, where they just stuck their stomach out and hit somebody, right? It's just kind of a weird <laughs> kind of move that was in WrestleFest. So we gave that to a couple wrestlers, you know? Um, and people who played the original will will notice that stuff. And those who don't will say, oh, that's a quirky move. You know what I mean? So either way, you don't have to have played the original to appreciate kind of the, the differences between our game and other wrestling games. So I've got a question for you. Have, have you have you found all of the uh, the pink body bits yet? Ah, all, they're almost all gone. Almost. They are almost all gone. <laughs> I did uh, we saw one the other day where just it was one frame, but the the whole move itself is done. Like we don't. I don't think we have any of those left. Um, where if you did a move, the entire move would switch to the pink guy. Those are out. There were still a couple frames here and there. But for the most part, they're gone. We'll, we'll find the last few remaining, probably the next. We have 10 new testers that have just come on. Um, so uh, they're going to help us find the, the last remaining bugs. And there's some animation glitches and things like that. But yeah, the pink guy is kind of pretty much no more. <laughs> okay, I've got another question for you. Um, have you nerfed Warhorse yet? Or is he still... Because I, I saw in one of the developer vlogs you, you, you were playing... Yep. You you did a match and then you went against Warhorse and apart from the intro which I loved and the echo and the the, the intro he just he he whooped you in seconds <laughs> and you mentioned that he was he was really overpowered I'm just wondering yeah you, we're we're, we're in the process of fix- well he he says he should we should leave it he says <laughs> he, he said that is realistic um he's like you should really leave me that way every move I do is a finisher. <laughs> all right so uh, but yeah we, we're in the process of tweaking that um actually one of the things that we've gotten some comments on is, is match length mm. and the matches we've shown go pretty quickly and that's by design because testing for testing reasons we want to play a full match in a short amount of time so we can test kind of every aspect of it mm. um but we're going to have a setting where you can actually 
select from a quick match or a normal or longer match. So, which basically just changes the modifier on how much damage each move does and how much um, momentum you get for doing each move or lose. But I, I honestly, initially, I thought they were too quick. Now I almost enjoy playing quicker matches. Um, where you only do a couple moves at each kind of um, level. Like you do a couple weak moves, a couple medium moves, a couple strong moves, and you do your finisher, and you can finish the match quick. Now, if you get good against a computer, it goes pretty quickly. But against a human player, there's a lot more back and forth. Um, so, But we want to leave that as much as we can give to the, the, the players to have different experiences and let them decide, well, I like a quicker match. Now maybe I feel like a longer match and let people decide what they want to do. It's pretty easy for us to do that in that regard. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that Warhorse wants to be left alone because, right. you know, his intro is in all caps and he is 4,000 pounds <laughs> of heavy metal. Right. That's how heavy he is. <laughs> so it, it kind of makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we really hit the jackpot on him winning that Indie Mania his Twitter feed, I highly recommend JP Warhorse, and he's done some funny stuff, especially in the pandemic, where he became Breeze Horse, and he was hosting a of a soft rock radio station. Uh, that was one of the ones that stuck out, um, you know. But he, he he's Santa Horse now, I think, uh, talking to a skeleton online. Uh, so he he's doing some good stuff, and. He, he's just a good character to have in a video game. You know what I mean? He just fit in really well. And we're just psyched to have him. He's, he's got some cool cool moves of, of his own as well. Ooh, I, I like the idea of the different match lengths as well. Because, you know, like you say, like uh, WrestleFest was originally an arcade game. You want to keep that arcade feel. Right. And for the people who want that sort of slightly longer match, maybe... I don't want to say simulation, but that, that sort of uh, let's let's just play a little bit longer, right. see if we can really beat the snot out of each other. I I totally get that, and that gives everyone that that sort of feeling of to want to play something for thirty seconds and just maybe play the next one thirty seconds, next one thirty seconds, or do I really want to sit down and right. and play a, a you know a, a, I don't want to say a hardcore match, but you know right, I mean? but a little long, yeah. Well, it's funny because one of you know I tend to read the comments on all of our stuff for better for worse, but somebody commented. This looks a lot like too arc much of an arcade game, what? right? And someone, so someone responds. He's like, "Dude, it's literally based off an arcade game." <laughs> and it's like, man, you can't win sometimes, you know. But that was one of the funnier ones, and I was happy one of our fans responded. And it's like, dude, that's the point. Like, it's not meant to be a simulation. It's meant to be a pick up and play arcade game. And I don't know what part of 2d arcade game experience you could <laughs> um you know confuse us with because we were saying that in our marketing we are an arcade game you know and that's why we're on the ii arcade um yeah. which is a great thing and if you guys want to talk about it a little more that's that's something that's happened since uh we've we recently uh since the last time we talked sure uh, let's let's talk about that so i i don't i don't know what that is okay let's, let's <laughs> yeah so that's it. good i can help uh educate you guys on it yeah, yeah. so um i arcade is a new the kind of a connected arcade machine that is just they had their first delivery last week um in the u.s so like any other manufacturing company in the in the last year they're having some delays in manufacturing and stuff uh, but it is really cool uh, connected arcade machine. Uh, it's a six buttons on each each side. It's a two-player arcade. Uh, uses super quality components. Has uh, 
1.21 gigawatts of sound from uh, Back to the Future. Um, and they have their own like kind of app store. Now it comes preloaded with a lot of a uh, lot of games all out of the box already. And I'm not I don't want to misquote, so I won't say any of the names. But they they have deals with um, they have some old Technos IP like Matt Mania is on there. Double Dragon is on there. They have a they have their standard retro or IA arcade um, machine, but then they have a custom Dragon's Lair themed one uh, for those fans of that game. So they're official licensed. All the games are officially licensed. And then they have a Double Dragon one as well. But we are Retromania Wrestling is going to be on their store. Um, and it's really, it's almost like the way it was meant to be played almost since it is an arcade game. Not to say you like all I've played it on so far is my switch or not my switch. And it's my, uh, is my PC. And we have our developers are, are playing it on switch, obviously PS4 and Xbox, but you know, it is, it, it is this official sequel to WrestleFest. So it really, it's great that it has a home now on an arcade machine. I mean, it's a good thing I've actually got an arcade stick for my Switch then. Ah, there you that's go. That's what I'm getting it for. So I've got an arcade stick. Yep. So, so did you get that new 8-bit Doe one? Is that the one you got, or did you get something the, else? The, the one that looks like um, Nintendo-inspired. Yes, the NES It's advantage. on order. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. going to get mine. Obviously, it's December 12th now. It's going right. to be delivered at the end of January. So I'm going to be playing the living hell out Just of retro time. Game with yeah, that. There you go. Perfect Just time. in time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at getting one of those too. I, I, I love the look of that. Well, the thing is, for me, it reminds me of when I was little, when when we got the Nintendo originally, the the um, the arcade joystick, the NES Advantage. Yeah, yeah. That's when it. I was smaller, right, the buttons were as big as my hand. <laughs> right. Now the thing's tiny, but I've got one. I thought I've got to have one, but the thing's tiny now. But I remember it being as big yeah. as my hand. Yeah, that's how I remember too, and I probably haven't seen one since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I mean, I saw it. This this reprobate sent me a link, and I just went bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine. Just send me it. <laughs> now, I did have. I had the one for you know. We called it the Genesis. You guys called it the Mega Drive over there, but they had a they had a big uh, arcade stick too. But it was only three buttons, which I was kind of surprised they made it that way. I think it came out before Street Fighter. I um I got one of them. Is it the one that's sort of like a. Like a jelly bean shape. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've got it. one of them as well. Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit of an arcade stick okay. fan. All right. <laughs> uh, so I've got one of them. I, I managed to um, hook it up to my PC. Ah, oh, Play some games cool. on it. So very cool. I, I almost got Streets of Rage 4 working with it, but it oh. wouldn't pick it up. I was really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that uh, you've got that connection with iArcade as well, because if it's an arcade-style brawler, you can't really experience it until you're standing up, hunched slightly forward, right. you know, play, looking at the screen and hitting the buttons. Just nudging That's the person right. you're fighting against. Yep. <laughs> yeah, smacking right. their buttons. No, you're That's not. That's what you're... it's for. Yeah, I mean, even with couch co-op, right? If you're doing the couch co-op, well, maybe not couch co-op, but couch fighting against each other, yep. couch versus, yeah, couch you could totally just be like, and stick your hand in front of their face and like, nope, nope, I'm going to get you, and then nudge them out of the way. And I mean, I may be giving away my tactics. Yeah, coming here, from right? the guy who used to do that. <laughs> oh, I always oh used God. to. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I used to do. That's that's how I was good at beating Squidge. I wasn't <laughs> never actually any mm. useful tactics. Just like the dirty, underhanded, the Ric Flair of video games. He's <laughs> <laughs> a heel gamer. Let's put it that. He's yeah. a heel gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Dirtiest player in the game. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to steal one of Squidge's questions here. So you said you've got a lot of um, testers working on this, right? So what's the what? 
what's the general feeling from the beta testers? Is it, it you know, um, is it that obviously they must be having loads of fun? Yeah, they, they, I mean, you know, it's great feedback. It. One guy in particular, it's funny, he's been helping me test uh, for over a year now. And um, he was uh, criticized very politely, I might add. But was had concerns about the game. He was a huge Fire Pro fan, a huge WrestleFest fan, and I was like, "Hey, why don't you give me some feedback? Why don't you pay, play some?" And he has helped me really help shape the game. Uh, and we've added tweaks throughout, um, like little things that we recently, in the past like two months, added was in WrestleFest there was an automatic duck that happened sometimes. And it's just a really small gameplay element that adds so much. And it really, we had a problem with spamming moves uh, really early on. And it was like, you could keep doing like a running drop kick over and over. And the computer just wouldn't, would keep falling for it. So then we would have the computer always move up, but then you could never land it. You know what I mean? So, and it was just like, and it was something that one of those obvious things that we just was like, I didn't think of. And he's like, remember WrestleFest, put the duck, just put the duck in. And we did that, and it like was a huge change to the overall feeling of the game, and it was awesome, you know. So, but I think everyone's really loving playing it. Um, so we have the the new guys uh, are starting shortly. So that's where I'm really want to see because the the one I'd say the loudest concern that people have online who have not played it is the speed of the animations. Um, so we are we are looking into that. We've definitely slowed some of the moves down. And it's almost like I'm used to it now, so I don't know if I just don't see it. Um, so we definitely want to get their feedback about that. But from a gameplay standpoint, you know, we we are very few as far as game breaking bugs at this point. There's and we've gotten rid of hopefully most of the spamming issues as well to really have a nice balanced gameplay that that isn't interrupted. So, but they've it's been it's been overwhelmingly positive all the feedback we've gotten, and even when we were at PAX East in February, everyone who played over the weekend, you could tell I've I've gotten used to you can tell people who will say it's good and then kind of walk away, but but they 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 may be lukewarm to it or not into it, but a lot of people would stay and want to talk to me about it afterwards, and and that's how you can tell people really liked it. And that was such an early build. That was like almost a year ago now, or, you know, eight or nine months ago. But And we've it's gotten so much better since then. So, um, yeah, it's been really positive. So is the is the build from like back, back then and like now, is it like night and day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially like just, just right when you start the menus that we just finished redoing uh, and now are in the, the final build of the game. It's like we went from being screaming indie game. Like in your face from the menus, you know, to like, oh, what studio developed this? You know what I mean? It's like, it all looks professional now. And not that the other stuff didn't, it's just, it definitely needed a polish. And then one of our artists who did all the environments, who they, which always looked good from the beginning, said, we need to redo the menus. And he's like, and I'm going to do it. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, you're right. Like, I couldn't really argue with them. And they look so good now. Um, it just looks really good now. So, um, but one of the things that I noticed when I was um, watching the uh, developer vlogs, um, are you keeping the Ric Flair woo for the chest slaps only? Yes. Yeah. Right. Because I <laughs> so, noticed that, and I just started big smile on my face. <laughs> my God, that's awesome. Yeah, that was the intent from the beginning. But like, so my lead programmer Charles, he's not. He never. 
he isn't into wrestling. Like he doesn't know wrestling. So he, when I gave him that, that's what I told him initially, but he started just using it for everything. And I, then I'm like, dude, we need to get rid of the woos. They only are for chops. Like yeah. that's the only time the crowd is going to go woo. And he's like, what? And I go, trust me, just that's what, that's what it's going to be. This is the rules of wrestling. Right, right. Yeah. You have a wrestling yeah. match, you throw someone into the corner and you chop them on the chest. You have, so the crowd has to yell yeah, woo. Yeah. That's just how it works. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my goodness. So then, um, so what's your, uh, What's your favorite thing that you've been able to sort of bring to it? I, I, I know you said, because you said last time, actually, when we were talk, talking about it, you said that your um, your lead programmer, Charles, was like, I don't know wrestling. Yeah. I don't get this. Right. What's going on? So what's like, what's been your favorite interaction with the dev team where you're like, okay, I, I know it sounds maybe a little bit daft, but this has to be in it, right? You have to make this happen. Yeah. So it's like... Um I, I want to make sure I use an example that I don't give anything away because we have some stuff that he's really had scratching his head now. These little Easter eggs I'm I'm planting <laughs> in here. Um, just initially, and I don't know if I told this last time I was on, was just the the concept of an Irish whip was completely foreign to him. Well, I might have mentioned that one though because uh, he just the fact that you come back. Someone's throwing you into the ropes and you're running back towards them and you're you know like, just he didn't really get that um, at all. Yeah, if if you actually think about it too hard, that doesn't make right, sense. Right, right. But yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> um, see, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to say it because they're Easter eggs that I'm going to show, and he sure, scratches right. his head on every one of them that I'm, I'm throwing <laughs> out there. That that all has that that's what you have to say, right? There's a bunch of stuff that's right. in and, there. All right, so I'll get I'll give one Easter egg away. You guys will have to okay. figure out how to uh, how to uh, how to make it happen. <laughs> but um, there's a there's a certain retro rumble entrance where someone may not make it into the ring properly. If you remember, I don't okay. know if you remember this happening. I'll hit that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he's like, why would that out. happen? I go, I don't know why it happened, but it was really <laughs> funny. And if people figure it out, they're going to really find it funny. So um, he, he was just like, all right, I'll take your word for it. Like, I don't get it. But. Oh, and here's, you know, I can give a better example, though, that this one I can tell you more specifically. So one of uh, Big Stevie Cool, uh, Stevie Richards, was known for always missing a Bronco Buster. All right. So he would throw his guy into the corner and he'd, he'd run in for the Bronco Buster. He'd always miss and he'd hit himself, you know, in the jewels on the, the second rope. So one of Stevie's moves is you intentionally always miss the Bronco Buster. <laughs> <laughs> all right so people want to find that but you're always gonna you can't hit it and so if any and i won't i'm not gonna repeat this anywhere but your podcast because i don't want to spoil anybody else so only your That's audience good. will know but if you if it happens your momentum is going to go up a great deal so the payoff is you'll lose some of your health but you'll get a huge boost in momentum boost in momentum so you can do other uh, of your stronger moves right away, but you're always going to miss the Bronco bus. There's no way to actually hit it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's little things like that where I really want to kind of pay tribute to wrestling fans. And, and you'll see like, uh, for, for those in, in 
who listen to Sirius XM, Dave LaGreca hosts um, the Sirius XM um, Busted Open podcast on Sirius XM. He, he's going to make some special appearances in the game. Um, so in our story mode, we have some cameos of different people. Um, so we just want to do fun stuff like that. Uh, where people will get that initial pop when they see it for the first time, and then maybe people sh- share that kind of stuff online, and then you, now people will be wondering what else did they put in this game? We got to find everything, you know. I've, so. I've I've actually got an idea for an Uber boss. If you ever bring those in, what you do is you the Uber boss is Zeus, ah. and he's got two moves, <laughs> and it's a power slam and an elbow to the head. That's it. <laughs> and if he catches you in a corner, you're gone. <laughs> they both do 100% damage. Yeah. <laughs> Pin down. Yeah. So yeah, like just lost we just lost him this week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Pour one out for Zeus. Did, yeah. Mm. yeah. Shame really. I just thought if you wanted just someone you're never going to win against stick yeah, Zeus in there just can't elbow the body slam. Yeah. People will just be throwing their controllers. <laughs> you have Zeus and Warhol horse in the ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just see what happens. <laughs> oh my goodness. You see, I, I wanted to play this game anyway, and you just you're saying all the right things to make me want to go. But but and I don't like to do the. Why isn't this game available now? But you're getting me to that point. Like I'm going. Why isn't this right. game available now? Parts of his brain <laughs> are lighting up. Essentially, yeah, but that, that's fine, right? No, I mean, it's done when it's done. You know, this is the kind of stuff where I felt like if we didn't have the extra time, we couldn't have put in. And this was always part of the plan from the beginning was to get this kind of stuff in. And I'll tell you, development just took longer than I expected. You know, yeah, we had, we had the, the global issues that everybody's having, but we're all, we were fully remote anyway. So that definitely affected us. Don't get me Mm. wrong, but it wasn't a huge part of the delay. It was more, um, you know, that was maybe 35%, maybe 40 tops. The other 60% was just, underestimates underestimates of how long stuff was going to take and i'm very picky about the gameplay especially where i'm not going to put out a game that's not really fun to play and like and i should know because i've been playing this every day for almost two years now so um and i'm not sick of it yet like the other night like i was like i'm not going to put on the bug track because when we have a bug tracking build it puts up a whole bunch of crap on the screen of every wrestler where they are on the screen what move they're doing what state the the wrestler's in and it's annoying to play that way and i was like you know what i'm not gonna put it on tonight because i just want to play and i just for because I like playing it, you know, and I and I'm hoping I'm not jaded, and it's not just me, but like I felt the original game, like I'll give, and I might have gave this example before the last time, but I always revert back to it. Is there was a power slam in the original WrestleFest? The Warrior did it, Ultimate Warrior did it, Ted DiBiase did it, and it just every time you did that move, you felt like a satisfaction of doing that move, and like the DDT was the other one I gave earlier in this, and we have those type of moves. The example I'll give now is Jeff Cobb. If you're not familiar, he's he's done a lot of work in New Japan right now, but he's been on AEW. He's been in Ring of Honor. Um, 
and he does this move called the tour of the islands, which is a modified power slam, which is a, it's amazing when he does it in real life, but we have that move in the game. I could do it over and over. I just love doing that move in our game. And I get, I get enjoyment out of doing that move, you know, and it's, it's just that kind of stuff makes me feel like we're doing something right where I want to repeat these moves again. And I want to, you know, I want to work up to my finisher meter is flashing. I know I can do the tour of the islands. I want to set them up. And the cool thing is though, if you, if you wait to try to do your finisher, sometimes you'll wait too long. Your opponent will get the upper hand and they'll pin you, and you'll be like, "Damn it, I had him beat. Why didn't I just beat him?" You know, because <laughs> I want to do my finisher. You know, so mm-hmm. it's little things like that where I, it makes me really excited to just play the game. So here's a here's a question for you: If you could, this is like a question hindsight. If you could go back and change one thing about the development, so I, for better or for worse. Hopefully for better. If you could change one thing to either speed it up or make it a lot better, what would you actually change? What would you do a little differently if you could go back? I mean, if, if I mean, can you take out like budget and <laughs> if, I, if I had an unlimited budget, is that assuming an unlimited budget and unlimited time scale? Right? I mean, I I probably um I probably might have overpaid for one other license, um that I probably could have had that I turned down just because I didn't want to spend the money. And uh, probably I would have spent more money on, on developing online. Um, I think that would have been, cool. especially hindsight being 2020, I didn't know we were all going to be stuck at home. Uh, you know, the, the idea was, well, we're going to have local co-op up to eight players, and this is meant for people to play in the same room together, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't really think much of it at the time, but now it's like, well, no one's going to be getting together eight people for, but, you know, hopefully once we release, but that was when we were releasing, you know, a lot earlier, you know, in yeah. July. So now we're not, hopefully by the time we release, we'll be a lot closer to getting back to normal. Um, than we are now. So maybe we, we, we uh, timed it well, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, and that's something we still want to go back to at some point. Um, I would like to add it in, but it's just tough with fighting games. It has to be pretty precise mm. um, or the online experience just isn't fun. And there's still lag and everything's still associated with it. That's why I felt like it just wasn't ready for prime time at the time, but I would love to do that. Sure, sure. Yeah, with your, with your sort of competitive um, anything kind of right. video game, it's that latency that just kills right. the experience, right? If you're if you're even a quarter of a second behind anyone else, right, you haven't got it's a chance. It's no fun, right? and it's no fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. No, that's awesome. Okay, um, so what what about um, what? Where's the best place to go to find out about? Retromania Wrestling, then. What's what's the best place? RetromaniaWrestling.com. That has everything. Uh, you know, we, we're on, we're on all the social media, obviously. I would I would check out. Now, we have a lot of dev vlogs up there. I think we're on 33 is going to be tomorrow. Um, so if you, if you want to watch, you know, about 330, they're all about 10 minutes. So if you have 330 minutes to kill, you could go and get caught up really quick. Uh, but without that... You know, we're, we're very active on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I want to uh, – it'll be passed by the time at this point. But we do do giveaways. Um, we're, we're sponsoring the NES Marathon today, actually. It's going on right now as we're recording this. But they're they're raising money for Feeding America. But, um, you know, we're on – we publish on social media all over the place. But RetromaniaWrestling.com has everything and is a, kind of the landing spot. It will get you to all of our social media as well. Awesome. 
Awesome. Um, I have to say, whoever is running the Retromania um, Twitter account, they are the best. Yeah. Mike <laughs> yeah. does a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, he is really in tune with uh, the audience. He's a fan himself, and I think it shows. Um, and we just – we tend to – you know, it's funny. Someone had asked me, why do you guys post all just wrestling content? And I'm like, well, we're making a wrestling game, and not everyone's going to want to follow us to get update after update about our dev time, but we want to keep them – we want to keep in the back of their mind that we are making a game, you know, and we just like we like wrestling. You know what I mean? We love wrestling history. Um, I My favorite thing he's ever done is it's something simple, but he did uh, when we announced we were going to be on the switch. There was this old thing uh, in the NWO when Sting took off the mask and it was really staying underneath the mask, you know, mm-hmm. so he switched it and had thing. Mario's face underneath the mask. <laughs> So he switched it off, and it's it's staying in the ring with like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and him pulling the mask off, and it's it's not Sting, but it's Mario underneath, and it's like we're coming to the switch, um, and and it's just little things like that where he really has been able to tie our game into like wrestling history, um, and all that stuff, and he and he just hits the nail on the head every time. You know. It kind of sounds like the person who was complaining that you only do wrestling stuff is the same guy that said this game. This game's very arcadey, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> kind well, of like it tends I'm... to be like the same five people. You know, so <laughs> so like I bought this orange. I wanted orange, but the problem is it's too orangey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, but I say that's okay. probably the biggest thing I struggled with too is just um, social media is like a double-edged sword and. You got you got to ignore, you got to ignore some stuff and just take in the good. And I, I say, like I said, our our community is awesome. I mean, uh, we I get so much encouragement and I get constructive feedback. And that's where people people will say, oh, it's way way too fast. This game sucks, you know. But they're most of the people are like, hey, look at tweaking the animation speed. It might add a little bit to it, and it's valid, you know. And I'm and we've mm-hmm. definitely made changes already. Uh, throughout the development process based on feedback of people that want to play the game, you know? So um, one of the things was somebody, a little thing was like, hey, uh, the announcer sounds too clear. You know, and we added, and I said that to our audio guy, and it's like, yeah, let's add some reverb back so it sounds more of like you're in an arena. And just that little touch was a fan suggestion, and probably other games already do that, and it's just something we might have overlooked. Uh, and it added a lot to just the experience. So um, just that's an example of stuff where we're definitely listening to people's feedback for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me put it this way, Mike. I am, uh, I've already, I've already pre-ordered it, right? So I'm totally on board with getting this game, right? But let me just wish you the best of luck with it because it looks like from everything that I've seen so far, the, the dev vlogs, the, all of the screenshots and the videos and stuff, it all looks like it's going to be super fun to play. So you've already sold it to me. But what I'm saying is I'm so, so looking forward to it. Thank you. I can't Thank wait. you so much. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> going to be fun. People, we're, I think we're pretty obvious of what to expect just by showing the game footage. So you're what you see is what you're going to get. You know what I mean? The, the gameplay is fun, um, and uh, and so I don't think there'll be any surprises um, once you start playing it. You're going to enjoy it. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Sure. And I, I can't wait to uh, start taking this reprobate on <laughs> and doing those, uh, the, being the heel of couch co-op wrestling games. I mean, if I you can, can try. Stand on his toes or elbow him in the gut. Oh, you're going to have to get a bandana for those who can't aren't seeing <laughs> what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> I'm spotting my yeah, Hulkamania cool. bandana, the red one with the yellow. <laughs> right. The red and yellow. I mean, I, I could just go get the black and white. Oh, oh, oh there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see if the oh, uh, the baby face always wins like he did for like nine years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, excellent. Um, well, what I want to say, Mike, is uh, thank you ever so much for spending some time with us awesome. this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing chat. Um, and uh, like I said, I wish you all the best of, uh, best of luck with the game because – I think it's going to be loads of fun to play and I haven't even played it yet. So, you know, cause unfortunately, you know, where you, ha- where you were showing it off is like hundreds of thousands of miles away from my house. Right. <laughs> so I haven't been able to play it, but I've been playing it vicariously through everyone else who has. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. But, uh, but yeah, thank you. Ever Thanks so much for having for me guys. Again, I appreciate it. Awesome to have you on. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Um, so just real quick then, um, you've gone and spent another hour or so listening to us. Thank you ever so much. And thank you ever so much, Mike, for being on the show. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, we've got waffling.taylors.rocks. We've got a contact page there. We've got, uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook, Waffling Taylors. The Twitter DMs are wide open. So if you want to come and say something, do, do reach out. One caveat though is we may actually read it out on the show. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yes, what I want from the listeners is to find out what their favorite wrestling game is and just how it excited they are for retro media wrestling because and why is it, retro it does <laughs> exactly right what's your favorite uh, wrestling game and why is it retro mania wrestling mm. right? that's what i want to find out <laughs> but yes thank you ever so much everyone thank you very much squidge and thank you very much mike Hello there, folks. Squidge here. I'm about to interview. <laughs> F- it. I'm about to interview the. <laughs> <laughs> Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Taylors Podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.